This episode is sponsored by Hired.com. On Hired, software engineers, project managers, data scientists, and designers can get five-plus interview requests in a week easily. So take it from one of their users who recently got a job and said, I had my first offer on Thursday after going live on Monday, and I ended up getting eight offers total. I worked with recruiters in the past, but they were really kind of hit and miss. I tried LinkedIn, but found Hired to be the best. I really like knowing the salary up front. Privacy was also a huge seller for me. Now, here's the thing. You can hide your profile from your current employer or anyone else you want, maybe on Hired.com, because let's be honest, who really wants their employer to find that you're looking for a job. That's kind of a weird conversation to have with a manager. So, Don, I see that you're uh, you're looking for a job. Is there anything we should know? That's just a conversation that nobody really wants to have. So, Hire.com lets you kind of hide your profile from various different uh, people out there. The other cool thing is each offer has salary and equity up front. And there's other cool thing. Maybe you're a contract person. Maybe you're a person who enjoys full-time employment. They do both. So be sure to check it out. Finally, if you get a job through Hire.com, they're going to give you a $1,000 thank you bonus, which is like totally awesome. Who doesn't love $1,000? But also, if you use our special link here on Fragmented, they're going to double that bonus to $2,000 when you accept the job offer. So two grand, I'd say it's a pretty good, nice little vacation you can put yourself on. So if you're interested, you can go to Hired.com slash Fragmented. Again, that's Hired.com slash Fragmented. We look forward to seeing you soon. If you want to click the link in the show notes, that'll take you directly to where you need to go. Thanks again, Hired. This is Fragmented, an Android developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better Android developers. I'm Don Felker, and in today's little mini Fragment episode, we're going to talk about a new effective Java item, and that's item number 10. And this is one of those items that where it's very simple, but at the same time, it's like this little hidden gem in the development community that unfortunately not many people use, but when used properly is very, very useful to every single developer on your team and for people that come after you. And that is to always override the toString method. Now, by default, the object in java.lang.object provides an implementation of the toString method, but it's not really what we want to use. And normally when this is used, it consists of a class name followed by an at symbol and then some unsigned hexadecimal junk. Uh, that's basically a, re- a representation of the hash code. For example, if we had a phone number class that helped us uh, format a phone number, maybe it had an area code, a local uh, number, and then a four-digit extension at the end, it might say phone number at you know 16B49 or something like that. And it's basically a representation of what this object would look like if we were to say dot two string on the object. What we should really be aiming for is a, and this is per the actual effective Java book, is a concise but informative representation that is easy for a person to read. Now, it could be argued that the phone number at blah, blah, blah is concise uh, and easy to read, but it's not very informative because how many times have you been in the debugger in Android Studio, you pull up an object, maybe maybe you've added it to the watches or you've seen it in the locals window and you see this thing, phone number at blah, 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 you're like, I have no idea what that is. You really want to know what the phone number is in that place uh, because you're maybe debugging and trying to figure out something at that point in time. So what would be nice to say is if it would actually return a formatted phone number. So for example, have the parentheses for the area code. So we could say like 855 and then the next one would be 555 hyphen 1234. And that would be a nice formatted 
phone number. And then we could actually see maybe if there was even a name attached to that same phone number class, uh, like you attached it in maybe some contact list application, and the first name was present in the phone number class, you could actually format it as uh, Don hyphen and then the formatted phone number. So, and when you're debugging, you can actually see these values inside of the various debugging tools that you may use. Overriding toString isn't important as things like overriding equals and hash code, which we've already covered in the previous fragment episodes, but there's a good reason to use it because it makes your code much more pleasant to use. And I don't know about you, but Developer happiness is a big thing to me because if I find myself unhappy working in various code bases, I don't really enjoy the work. Uh, I'm not really driven to work harder at it, but when a code base is put together much, much better and is actually enjoyable to work with, I find myself not even thinking about it. It just comes second nature of just kind of finding myself in the flow a lot quicker. Now, by default, the two-string method is automatically invoked when your object is passed to the println and the printf methods uh, and certain concatenation, string concatenation operators or assertions or anything like that by the debugger. Now, in Android, we don't really use the println and printf. Maybe some of you do, but the majority of Android developers do not. The majority of Android developers use log.d, log.ve, etc., the various log statements. Unfortunately, the Android logger does not call toString by default on this. If you look at the implementation of logger, you say log.d, you have to pass in a tag and then a string message, and then maybe a throwable as well. You can call .toString on your method and that will work. Or what you can also do is use maybe a different library. For example, I prefer to use Timber and you can use Timber and pass in maybe string formatting values saying the current phone number is, and then you press comma, pass the object in. By default, at that point in time, the toString method will be invoked. So this is also happening inside of the various string.format. Now, this was all these different methods that called toString were released in 1.5, Java 1.5, as were the relating methods for string.format. So long story short, uh, if you actually were to use string.format and so forth, and you pass in this formatted string, and you concatenate it in an object, and you maybe you're using timber or whatever else, you're going to get this string output. Now, what is a good two-string method? That's a very, very good question. Let's say that our object has a ton of fields in it, and that does happen from time to time. What we want to do is make sure that our two-string object provides enough valuable information, but not too much. For example, if maybe we're working with a class that has a city, we may want to pass in the city name, and we want to pass in the county, the state that it's in, or anything of that, that type of information, maybe the population. But maybe we don't want to pass in the really fine-grained details about class, you know, that are buried deep inside of that class. We just want to be able to provide some information that is useful for the debugging sessions in which it's going to be used in. For example, again, let's take this back to the original example. What would you rather see if we had a city class? Would you rather see city at B14966 or would you rather see Manhattan equals 18 million people or however many people are in there and it's in the state of New York, etc. It's probably going to be a little more useful with that little bit of extra useful information. To recap on that, when, when it's practical, the two-string method should return all of the interesting information contained in the object, and that's actually a line directly out of Effective Java. Now, one important decision you'll have to make when implementing two-string method is whether or not to specify the format of the return value in your documentation. It's basically saying, look, here's how the string is going to be formatted when it's returned. Let's use the, the phone number example again. We may say that it's going to be 855 in parentheses and then 555 hyphen 1234. That's going to be the format of the phone number when the two string method is called. That's very useful. 
but please note there are pros and cons to the situation. The pros are it's more documented. We know exactly what's going to happen. But the cons are folks are going to start relying directly on that implementation. A lot of times it's going to be a good example to provide a matching static factory constructor so programmers can easily translate back and forth between the object and its string representation. So for example, let's say you took that phone number class and you called two string on it. You got that nice formatted phone number string back. You may want to provide a static factory or constructor in that case that takes in that string value and will actually create the actual phone number class for you. Now, the disadvantage of doing this is that you're stuck with this for life if you end up doing this because developers will widely rely on getting that string format back, being able to pass in it as a constructor. So you're going to have to maintain that and worry about deprecation in the future, which can kind of be a, a big downfall. And anyone who's designed any APIs can say, well, this may have been a good decision at the time, but now we kind of regret it. And there have been various different podcasts that have talked about that situation as well. Now, whether or not you decide to return a format or not, you should clearly document that in the actual comments of the actual code. So that should be in the Java doc formatting. And you're going to basically say, hey, if you're going to return a format, this string maybe returns a representation of a phone number. Uh, and it has 14 characters who look like this. And then you're going to pass in and provide what would look like the phone number. And you would say that XXX is perhaps the area code is surrounded by parentheses and it's followed by space has YYY, which is represented by, you know, the local code. And then there's the maybe a hyphen or whatever, and then ZZZ, and that's the last four digits of the phone number. Uh, and these are all going to be decimals. Uh, and then, of course, it'll be returned as a string. Now, if you don't decide to return a format, you should still document uh, stating that it just says, hey, it returns a brief representation of this phone number based upon, you know, locale rules based in the United States or whatever or wherever you're using your two-string method or however you're using your two-string method. Now, here's the key thing you may have provided a nice little return value for your two-string va value. Now, what you always need to make sure that you do is provide programmatic access to all the information contained in the value returned by two-string. So again, let's take the example of phone number. Let's say we have a first name, and that's Don, and then we have the phone number, and that's 855-555-1234. I should be able to return four different accessors for this. I should be able to return the first name accessor, should return Don. I should find an area code accessor, should return 855. I should have an accessor for the local code, which would be 555. And I should have an accessor for the last four, which would be 1234. In that case, the developers can have access to all the information that is visible inside of the two-string method, and then they can do whatever they might need to do with it. If you do not do this, what will end up happening is developers are start relying on the two-string method. And at that point, they will start parsing the two-string results to start getting the values that they need. And that's definitely something that we don't really want. Now, I hope that helps. Again, this is item 10. We're covering always overriding the two-string method. And this, again, is in the Effective Java book by Joshua Block. So, Adam 10, always override two-string. Hope that helps. Talk to you soon. Show notes for this episode can be found at fragmentedpodcast.com. If you'd like to reach us online, there's two ways. First, you can reach us on Twitter at FragmentedCast. If you'd like to reach out directly to me, Don Felker, you can reach me at Don Felker on Twitter. And that's with two N's. If you'd like to reach out to Kaushik, it's at Kaushik Gopal. Finally, if you prefer to type us out a little bit more something long form, you can go to fragmentedpodcast.com slash contact. You can provide different types of listener requests or just send us a little message and say hi. You can also hop on our Slack channel. Go to the menu inside of our website. If you're on the desktop, it'll be on the left-hand side. If you're on a tablet or phone, it's going to be in the open menu. 
and you can visit our Slack channel and we can hop on there and conversate together. It would be great to talk to you all. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other great podcasts here on spec.fm. Other great ones like Design Details, Developer T, and a whole bunch more. There's a great bit of information out there. Before we head out, though, there's one thing we would love to do, and that's thank our sponsor, Hired.com. If you're looking for a job, your contract, your full-time, it doesn't matter. They have everything there. Each offer has a salary and equity stated up front. So again, this is totally free for you as users. Now, if you get a job through them, they're going to give you a $1,000 thank you bonus. And if you use our referral link, you're going to get a $2,000 thank you bonus when you accept a job. To get that, you're going to go to Hired.com slash Fragmented. And thanks again, Hired. Best of luck to you if you're looking for a job. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.